Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At this point, most shows are winding down. Roy is just getting started. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We've been uh, talking about how the expenses for hydro, for electricity, particularly in the province of Ontario, are significantly roaring upwards and causing tremendous pain for many people, particularly rural people who have some financial challenges to deal with. And you have people who are, and you heard um, the executive director of the Bruce Gray United Way, on this program last weekend, talking about how these people, Canadians, are having trouble paying their rent, paying for their food, buying clothes, and paying for the heat in their hydro. And many of them are not able to do it. And so what's happening to them is They're having their hydro cut off because they have to make choices. Do they live in the dark and do they live in the cold or do they eat? That's what it boils down to fundamentally for for many of them. And the uh, Premier of Ontario, Kathleen Wynne, a week ago, confessed that she'd made a mistake, that the electricity pricing was a mistake that it was unacceptable to her that she heard from Ontarians that they couldn't afford to buy food and to heat their homes and to light their homes at the same time. And she was going to do something about it. She was going to correct her mistake. Well, I don't know how the Premier is going to accomplish that because contracts were signed with suppliers. And we've been told that even if you cut back, your expenses will continue to rise because that's the reality of the contracts that were signed. Tomorrow, we'll be talking to the, um, the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, Patrick Brown, and we'll be speaking to a, um, a woman who is affected by the hydro rates, a woman whose family is dealing with, can we afford to pay for the heat and the light? Can we at the same time afford our food? Can we at the same time afford our rent? And can we at the same time afford to buy winter clothing that we require? And the answer is no, they can't afford everything, so they're going to have to cut back somewhere, and the hydro companies cut them off. Now, after December the 1st, it's a little more problematic for the electricity companies to cut them off, so it's been happening leading up to December 1, but because it's been reasonably mild so far in the East... There have been fewer numbers of cutoffs, but that does not make the problem go away. So we'll have that program for you tomorrow, and we will include your phone calls. This is really, really, really disturbing. 
and the Premier says it's a mistake, her mistake. Not so long ago, she said Ontarians were really bad actors because they were creating problems by too many greenhouse gas emissions. Really, Premier. And then the polling shows that your popularity is around 12 or 13 percent. And I read a story in the National Post today which suggests the progressive conservatives are on the verge of a supermajority, so now you admit that you've made a mistake. Meanwhile, to the west of us in Alberta, 73% of Alberta's entrepreneurs, small and medium business owners, medium-sized business owners, have expressed in, uh, in a poll for the Canadian Federation of Independent Business their dissatisfaction with the Notley government's decision to phase out coal-generated electricity by 2030. The incoming president of the United States, Donald Trump, has indicated that coal-generated electricity is going to be back in business for the United States. Meanwhile, we have a prime minister in this country, as Brad Wall told us, the premier of Saskatchewan, told Mr. Wall that Yes, he's going to push forward with his carbon tax, but no, he hasn't done any kind of um, financial impact study. No, there's no such study that's been taking place. We're just going to have our carbon tax. Do you get the feeling this is all sliding sideways off the rails? Amber Ruddy is the Alberta director of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. That's the organization that conducted the poll of the... Uh, of the people who actually are the premier employers in Canada, the small and medium-sized businesses. And Amber Ruddy joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Amber, good to talk to you. Good afternoon. For, for the rest of the country listening in, what exactly is Rachel Notley's government's rationale for phasing out coal-generated electricity by 2030? The Alberta government is looking at doing this to save on health care costs and make sure that the environment is protected. Of course, Canadians and small business owners agree that we need to have environmental protections in place. The problem is that a lot of these plans are being accelerated at a much quicker pace than anyone anticipated, and there are trade-offs. Half of the power generated in Alberta for electricity comes from coal. So to take additional coal-producing facilities for electricity offline early is going to have a huge impact on business owners and their concerns. And simply put, the timing could not be worse. CFIB conducts a monthly business barometer about business confidence. Are people optimistic about the future? What are some of their constraints? And we've registered the lowest low we've ever seen in 15 years here in Alberta. And at this very precarious point in a recession, policy after policy is getting layered on. And there are a number of things within this government's so-called climate leadership plan that are giving businesses um, a cause for concern. 73% is the big number. Getting 73% of Canadians to agree on anything is a big number. And that, would I would imagine, also uh, includes small and medium-sized businesses. So clearly, the most active employers in the province of Alberta are speaking out almost unanimously on this issue as the Premier responding. At this point, the uh, carbon carbon tax and some of the policies are being implemented on January 1st. We did see a leaked memo that suggested these policies would lead to 15,000 
fewer jobs, a drop in household income of $4 billion, and it would lower GDP by 1.5% by 2020. This was something that the government said was premature. It, it didn't take everything into account. There's so many great benefits of it. So they released their own version recently that walked back those figures and said that the economy would be taking a hit here in Alberta by 0.5% by 2022. And, and that's still a concern because why are we pressing ahead with these policies when businesses are struggling? Businesses are doing everything that they can to be conscious of the environment and, and to take actions to make sure that that happens. But adding another tax and following it up with regulations isn't necessarily the best way forward at this point in time. Employment loss is already a huge issue in Alberta, is it not? Absolutely. Just uh, this week, we put out our business barometer for the month, and we set a new record in terms of how many small businesses are looking to lay people off. 45% of Alberta businesses say that they will be looking at reducing their full-time staff complement within the next three months. And, um, of course, you know, in the, the normal business cycle, their, their insufficient demand for products and services is a bad situation. The worst situation is when we start to see major cost constraints of these ta- new taxation and regulation pieces coming in at, at this point. And that's what we talk about when we say that uh, the government is making a bad situation worse. What, what, what is even uh, almost comical is our government came out and saying their job plan is working. They're saying that, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the measures that they're taking, and that's not resonating with business owners. Business owners don't see that vision um, as, you know, something that's happening on the ground. They're the ones creating the jobs, not the government. So the government's objective then, I guess, was to lose jobs across the province, and that's why they're succeeding at their objective. Well, this government is talking about... I don't mean to be overly a... cynical, by the way. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I feel like the bearer of bad news, but I'm going to keep repeating these messages until it sinks in with the government. They keep talking about needing a stable and reliable, cleaner electricity system. But the other word they're forgetting in there is expensive. Can we afford to make such drastic measures in short order? And I I think the appetite for this is is limited. Uh, The government has not made the case that this is the right direction to move in. And in fact, when we pulled our members, 99% want to see the full economic impact assessment before this this policy comes in. Is the business community, the small and medium-sized business community, taken seriously by the Notley government? Well, we have had a number of meetings to share the concerns, but uh, we haven't seen all of those concerns reflected in the policy. One of the measures that this government did take was to reduce small business corporate taxes as of January 1st when these environmental policies come in. The problem is that if you're not making money, you're not paying small business corporate taxes, but you're still going to be on the hook for everything that's included in this climate leadership plan. That's everything from the um, hike in taxes on propane, diesel, natural gas, gas. Um, So the amount of costs on on one side of the ledger is going up and the amount of benefits that, you know, they are doing a few things and we give them full credit for lowering small business taxes, but we don't think that that's enough to mitigate these these big public policy proposals. All right, hold on please, Amber Ruddy. Uh, Alberta Director of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, that's the organization that represents the engine of Canada's economy. They are the primary employers 
The small and medium-sized businesses in this country account for more than 50% of employment. And so when they say they have an issue and they say they have a problem and they say they're going to have to lay people off in large numbers because of a policy by the government, and the government should listen, and there just seems to be this, this massive rush toward uh, the climate agenda without any time or not nearly enough time for a pragmatic approach so the Notley government says that coal-generating electricity is going to be phased out in Alberta by 2030. So this now starts to lean toward what's happening in Ontario. And I told you last weekend and the weekends before, when we were talking about what's going on in Ontario, I said it's going to happen elsewhere in the country. And it is happening elsewhere in the country. Businesses are already struggling Unemployment numbers are significant in the province of Alberta. Alberta was the economic engine for this country for, for so many years. You know, Ontario previously, Ontario now has the largest non-sovereign debt in the world. Thank you. Another mistake, Premier Wynne, I suspect. So for provinces that require and depend on transfer payments that usually came from Alberta, exactly, more with Amber Ruddy when we come back. And then later on, it'll be Catherine Swift, former CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson, Beauties on the Beast, and they'll have their say on this and a great deal more. Don't go away. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show and uh, emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Listen back anytime to anything we air at RoyGreenShow.com on the web, uh, on our webpage. Amber Ruddy is the Alberta Director of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. They did a survey of Alberta small and medium-sized businesses, and the owners of these businesses expressed their concerns that the Notley government has decided that by 2030... They'll phase out coal-generating electricity. You're hearing from Amber Ruddy, or the response of the business community is, in a province where jobs are already disappearing and where the economy is not what it once was. If the government doesn't pay attention, Amber, what's the fallout? A couple of questions here. Are you going to lose businesses because they simply will not be able to operate any longer? Because margins are tight. And will some businesses, maybe many businesses, be enticed to move to other jurisdictions? I know that in Ontario, I've heard from business owners who've told me that they're being approached by other provinces and, in fact, states in the United States to relocate. That's always a question that small businesses are considering. Where is the best place to uh, set up shop? And we have to remember, this is just one policy on a very long list of things that are hitting Alberta businesses. There's a $15 minimum wage coming in. And of course, we've seen uh, federal payroll taxes that are about to be hiked. Corporate taxes have gone up. Employment rule changes. The list goes on, and it's getting to a breaking point. So that's um, the case. People are deciding where to set up shop. What's uh, interesting is with this uh, 
phase-out of coal proposal, the federal government has announced that they're mandating it nationally. And I really wish that our government would learn from the mistakes of other provinces and not go down this road. The costs are escalating very quickly. Yeah, just um, to pay those coal plants to shut them down early is going to cost us $97 million per year for 14 years. Then there's going to be costs to build the new renewable facilities. There's going to be transmission costs. And so this starts adding up quite quickly. And I, I think the fallout, uh, it is going to be some people will decide to either shut down, maybe they move to retirement or where they are in their career, figure out if it's worth it anymore. And others will consider moving jurisdictions. It's deeply disturbing. It really is deeply disturbing. Jobs are already disappearing. Uh, businesses, small businesses, are operating on the margins, and now additional pressure in order to meet their the government's climate objectives. We're seeing what's happening in Ontario. We actually have a premier who's admitted to making mistakes only after the polls indicated that she's in desperate trouble with the electorate and that her government and her party could be decimated in 2018 because people cannot take it any longer. And yet... It seems to me in, uh, in in Alberta, you're facing a government, you're dealing with a government that still has some time left in its mandate, and they're just they're just playing roulette. Well, if there was a economic case to have some of these um, things come online quicker, we would see companies investing in it. Exactly. But of course, the government is going to have to heavily subsidize these new renewable. Um, forms to be put on the grid, and it's it's not. Um, there is no financial case, and that's why they have to mandate it. You know, if if we took a little bit more time, I think the innovative businesses and companies would come up with new ways to bring the cost down and, and to do this in a more uh, natural uh, time frame. This is this is with our you know foot on the pedal, and and we're driving right off the cliff. Yep, I hear you, Amber. Thank you so much for the time. Good talking to you. Thank you so much. Amber Ruddy, Alberta Director of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. You know, if reducing carbon, let's just go back to the carbon tax for a second. If reducing carbon were in fact a um, a, a process, a program that was going to generate economic success, you wouldn't have to pass laws. People would be jumping on board to get it done. 